everybody and welcome to episode 19 of Six Point Weekend. Hey, you know what? It actually was a six point weekend. So stoked to talk about it. Yeah, let's give it up for a six point weekend. Yes. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. We got the crew here today. We have Dave. Hello. And Ebony. Hi. Guess who's back? It's KP. Woo! Yes. Hey, hey. <laughs> oh, my God. This guy. Oh, man. We have a lot of World Cup talk to uh, talk to get to, but also six-point weekend feels so good. So but good. first. But first, you know it's the best way to celebrate a six-point weekend? By going to go visit some of our friends. Ebony, tell them about us. Yes, we are sponsored by Tasty Beverage Company. That's tastybeverageco.com. They're right here in downtown Raleigh. Walk in, tell them Six Point Weekend sent you. Get yourself a free koozie. This week, they have sponsored us with some lovely brewery Bavana. What are we drinking? I think it's a... Brisk. Brisk. It's a Pilsner. I can't wait to try it. We're also friend, uh, We're also part of the Big Game Network. That's the BG bgn.fm that's on twitter and facebook we're also friends of the pod soccer and sweet tea hashtag snst fam what's up guys and we also are on patreon that's at patreon.com slash six point weekend uh donate whatever you can to us every dollar counts get free get extra content like stickers koozies extra uh episodes that we'll be film uh recording sometime in the coming weeks did i skip anything I think you got it all. Yes, and in record time. I'm getting good at this. Oh, yeah. Hey, yo. Rolling along. KP, it's good to see you, man. It's good to be back, you know. I think you had a uh, pretty good weekend, didn't you? Yeah, I had an excellent weekend. He had a nine-point weekend. <laughs> he did I had a nine-point nine point weekend, weekend. Yeah. if you're counting World Cup. He is sitting here at this table wearing his Sweden jersey. Uh, oh, yeah. And oh so proudly. <laughs> and it's, it's brought me quite a bit of luck every time I've worn it. And uh, I'm also... Once I saw the England Columbia result, I was like, "Well, I'm gonna be public enemy number one walking into uh, <laughs> London Bridge Pub." And sure enough, my buddy Fahim was out back, and he was like, "KP, Saturday, of course, in an English accent." Oh, of course. It's <laughs> like, "You're next." <laughs> Sitting next to me is Dave wearing a PSG jersey, um, the club of one Killian Mbappe. <laughs> and the funny thing is, I'm not even a PSG supporter officially. <laughs> I. My my dad got me this jersey while he was off on uh, his fiftieth uh, wedding anniversary with my mom. He got me this jersey. My mom got her appendix taken out. Oh, so <laughs> it, it was a, trade. it was a fun trip to France. <laughs> I am wearing a uh, Chicago Fire jersey, which was a, a gift to me. It is a jersey of bereavement. It is um, a Kwatemoc Blanco shirt. Um, I love the the archer. Really did. Um, he was great. Um, Ebony, what are you wearing? <laughs> um, a Jim Beam shirt. <laughs> Vamos Jim Beam. <laughs> Vamos, Vamos Jim Beam. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Six Point Weekend, episode 19. Six points for the boys and the girls in blue. We always like to start with the dead whales. Uh, they went north to Richmond and exacted revenge. 3-1 win for the whales. Come um, from behind win. Come from behind win. This is something that we've talked about this club needing to be able to do. And even more so, um, a few weeks back, we posed the question. We had three matches coming up on Saturday. We're going to reach the midway point of the season. It'll be match 17. This three-match stretch this last Saturday, this Wednesday coming up tomorrow, and then next Saturday, I posed the question asking, hey, 
four points, more or less. I think most of us, the consensus was a push. We're standing on four points right now. Yes. 3-1 win for the Dead Whales. Um, really good to come away with the W. Um, Dave, I know you got a chance to see a good uh, portion of the match. I did get to see some of it. It, I have to admit, it was not a great match to watch. Um, it was definitely, um, as they say, football, game of two halves. This was, this was the case um, in this match. We did not look great going forward uh, in the first half of this game. Uh, we did not make a whole lot of opportunities, and we struggled in midfield. It was one of those games where you look at and you think to yourself, maybe an extra midfielder would have been nice, and then you realize, oh, yeah, we don't win with a 4-5-1. Yeah. So, <laughs> two up front. Two up front. So, But the, we weren't getting the ball to the two up front. Richmond was doing a pretty good job early on of uh, – basically disrupting any attempt at attacking. And, of course, we did not go through the middle, as we just don't these days. We tried to bring it up the wings. And, well, overall, I think, you know, the first half was just not a whole lot of fun to watch. Oh, and when we did try to, to get the ball in, we kept crossing it into the box, except we kept crossing it over the box. <laughs> so it's like... Guys, Daniel Rios is not quite that tall. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, it's, oh, no. It's not like we have Greg Zubek in the middle here. So, <laughs> Crossing over the box seems like a familiar song. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I don't like you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so things picked up in the second half, though. We managed to uh, get a bit of luck early on with uh, a Richmond own goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that helped. And then it wasn't too long after that that we got a free kick opportunity, and Kyle Becker managed to get it into the box and find uh, Austin Deleuze for the header. Deleuze. Deleuze. And from that point on, it was a little, you know, first off, I was surprised we'd actually gotten to that point. But, you know, certainly happy that we did. But the rest of the game, it was just very, it was very touchy. You know, it was just like, you wonder, you know, are we going to actually pull through on this? Richmond was certainly making opportunities towards the end, uh, but thankfully Donovan Awolo came on late, managed to get a you know managed to get a penalty and seal the game late, and we came away with a road win. Yeah, which is not something. Have we had any road wins yet this season? Uh, uh, Matthews. Charlotte. That's that's true, Matthews. That okay. was that was the turnaround for the season of. Of course, but the, the first turn around, and then, the it, and then it, like the first turn around to the good, and then it turned around again <laughs> right away. And then we hit like a pothole. <laughs> All right, to be fair, that first turn around was a five match unbeaten run. Uh, yes. I didn't say it, it was a bad yes. one, it just it, no, no, no. but then we hit another U turn, and then we hit a pothole and had a flat tire. And hey. we finally called a mechanic, <laughs> we got that spare on, yeah, but no, it was good, and I think. And now we're one to one with Richmond in the season. You know, we went, and I think both times. Well, is it one to one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One one. So, and it's both times been at their place. So last time, we lost two one, and I remember it being even for most of it, and then lost the last minute. And this time, with a little bit of help, we managed to get a spark and bury it. This time, we were definitely helped by the fact that Richmond is not very good. True. Yeah, and also, what's what's a lot of fun with the um, with us adjusting to the new league and the new scheduling? We've seen them twice, and uh, they don't come here until September, end yeah. of September. <laughs> well, that was just like when we played Matthews 
we're not we played them early spring and we don't play them till August, right? Yeah, that is correct. That's it's crazy. It's not like we're playing, you know, Puerto Rico three or five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of we have much more variety. I'll take yeah. the variety. Yeah, yeah. I, I I appreciate the variety overall. Um, I I was gonna say something and then I completely forgot it. So someone else take over. <laughs> uh, one, one thing I do like about this podcast is that it has posterity, and all of y'all, I'm going to go ahead and call y'all out. All of y'all thought that we weren't going to be able to come away with the win. I did. I feel very vindicated right now. <laughs> and surprise, here they are, four points out of being a t- um, tied on points for a playoff spot. Hello, Dead Whales. <laughs> Hello. Fine. I'll give you that one. They They proved me wrong, and I'm happy about it because we definitely needed that win. Um, can they keep it up? We where do we go next week? Penn? Well, we're home. our next we're two home. games. Our next two games. Is we have a game tomorrow evening uh, in uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Yep. Against, against the Riverhounds. The Riverhounds are currently in second place in the USL East. Okay, cool. Twenty-eight points. Sure. They have. They are seven wins, seven draws, and one loss. So far Make for Pittsburgh. Make that two loss. I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so kidding. It they're, could, they're looking it good. Happen, it could happen. It could happen. But Pittsburgh is going to be a very tough opponent, especially in their house. I'm ready for Charleston to come. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah. The battery are coming on the 7th on Wizard Night. On Wizard Night. Wizard Night. And I think it's been pointing out that that is not a part of the Southern Derby Cup, right? It's not. No. So it's, it's disappointing. Which, yeah. because the, and that was the same thing with our first match with Matthews. It wasn't a Southern Derby game. It was just... A regular USL fixture. It's the first. It's the last home and away games. So August is when our first game is, and it's against Charleston. So yeah, <laughs> that's our first home game against them, I believe. Or uh, for the for the Derby. Saturday is going to be our first home yeah. game against uh, Charleston, but our first actual Southern Derby game will be August fourth. Okay, yeah. so technically our first Southern Derby game will be Charleston, Charleston again, and yep. then we'll play Matthews. Is it so? I know we had some discussion at the early part of the season over who was involved, so correct me if I'm wrong. So it's us, Charlotte, Charleston, and Richmond? No or Richmond. Or is no Richmond? No Richmond. Okay. Yeah, just the just the original three, right? Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if they were involved or not. So Pittsburgh coming up, then Charleston coming in. Um I mean we like I said, four points four is points gonna seems be reasonable. what we needed out of this. Why not push for five? Five coming up with a draw at Pittsburgh? I would be willing to push for six at this point. Because if we manage to get a home win against a rival in Charleston, I think that's going... I don't know how much the current players, you know, appreciate the rivalry that we had with Charleston, you you know, nine or ten years ago. But if they do appreciate that rivalry, I think they'll come out with... You know, guns blazing in this, and could manage to uh, to uh, get a win out of this. And it's a win we would definitely need if we yeah. are still thinking about a playoff spot. Yes. And you know, like you mentioned, them appreciating the rivalry. I don't really think that's going to be much of a factor because, like, literally looking at them every single week when they go out, they're ready to take on take on the world. I mean, understanding the rivalry, of course, can add you know a lot of intensity and a lot of fire to them, but. You know, they come out every week ready ready to go, and I think really they can just feed off the energy that we bring in the sands. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we always want to win, but especially 
against uh, Charleston. I hope they, they like you, like you said. I hope they do pick up on that. They definitely understand uh, the rivalry with Charlotte, especially with us being able to beat them all over these last few years. But um, yeah, I'm really, really excited for that first uh, absolutely Charleston match. Um, I'm wondering if any Charleston fans are coming up. Are we, do we have any word on that? I have not heard anything from uh, the Charleston supporters, but I imagine they will be here. That'd be cool. So we should probably offer them some pizza and beer. Absolutely. You, you know, if any, I, I'm not sure, but if any Charleston fans happen to catch wind, you're welcome to come tailgate with us. So here we are um, looking at the standings, 15 matches in, 18 points for the Dead Whales. We're in 12th. Um, Tampa Bay is ahead of us with 19 points. Penn FC with um, an extra game played and a 22 points. And then the New York Red Bull with two extra games played, 22 points. And then eighth place, 16 matches played. A Bethlehem Steel with 23 points. And we're really, I mean, we're still towards the bottom because it's only 16 teams. Yeah. yeah. But also, we're making our way towards a playoff spot. They have a lot of momentum. I really do think that they're going to be able to keep this and keep powering forward. We've still got a decent chunk of the season left. I mean, it's not like we're, you know, the playoffs are next week. You know, we we as we certainly have time to make a difference. We got to get back at Bethlehem Steel on the 14th, though. Yes, uh, because that that was a game that we really let get away from us, and I and we'd be ahead of Beth Steel right now if in the standings if we had held on to that lead. Mm -hmm. So that's the one thing we got to take care of. Absolutely. All right, so let's talk Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is tomorrow. We're recording this on July 3rd. The match will be played on the 4th. I mentioned Pittsburgh is second in the standings. Um, I don't know. They have a lot of momentum right now, the Dead Whales. Um, if they do lose, it'll be narrow. I'd probably say 2-1. Um, probably an early second half goal. A lot of close chances. Um, but I'm going to lean towards 1-1 one, one, um, for the Dead Whales coming up. Uh, what about you, Dave? I'm going to say I'm going to say 2-1 to Pittsburgh here. I think the 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 River Hounds. I have to keep remembering looking down what their name is. I think the River Hounds are going to be really strong at home and I think it might be a little bit too much for us to overcome. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, I'm also going to go 2-1 to the Riverhounds. Um, but I also hope that I am wrong because I think the boys can hopefully pull out a draw. But if they pull out the win, that's even better. Um, I think we said our over-under for the next four games was, what, four? I'm going to go with the push. So I think we can beat Charleston at home with the momentum we have. Um, I would say... For Pittsburgh, I'm going to say we win 1-0. I think, let's see, their last game was with Louisville, where they won 1-0. And I think, I don't know, I'm looking through their scoring and their schedule, and I, I, there's not a lot of high-scoring games. They beat Toronto FC 4-0 back in April. But other than that, and the only time there was a high score was they beat Red Bulls 3-0 and they lost 3-1 to Cincy. So, I, I don't know. I think we can pull through 1-0. That's another two points we really should have gotten in Toronto. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I'm sorry. I, I said the over-under was four. I said a push, but I just said we would lose. So, going under for the third Well, you, you still be at four because it's four including um, last, last Saturday. So, Saturday, oh. Saturday to today to next Saturday. Mm -hmm. So, we're at four right now. Okay. So, if a, a loss would be a push for you okay. still. There we go. Okay. I thought we were. I thought we were starting from here, 
and do it next weekend. Okay, that works for me then. Yeah, I'll go push. I'm going to say we probably, I say we come a little bit short in Pittsburgh and then we bounce back and beat Charleston at home. Yeah. I think a Charleston win is one, uh, of the two, I think I'm more confident in saying that we'd win against Charleston, but I still think we're going to eke it out when we go up to Pittsburgh. Yeah, so I guess we're we're averaging out to somewhat of a stalemate here. I'm saying draw, both of you saying close losses, and we'll be back to talk about it in the future. But before we uh, move on from talking about the dead whales, um, let's talk a little bit about the past. The Railhawks are dead. Long <laughs> they are dead. The Railhawks, um, for those of you that were watching the World Cup this afternoon, we're talking about um, England, one of their assistant coaches. Um Alan, Alan Russell, Russell, former Carolina Railhawk, and a shout out to the boys in orange um, during the uh, during the World Cup from uh, Mr. Ray. Derek Ray saying Carolina Railhawks in that thick English accent of his, <laughs> that that very unique English accent of his is just like, where did that where come did that from? come from? It's just like, what? There's a connection to the Railhawks in this game, really, really. And then you find out, oh yeah, Alan Russell, yeah. I, I saw it happen. Um, we had it on the TV in my office um, at work, and I heard it said. I'm like, hold on, hold on. Did I hear what I just said? And I brought up Fox Sports on my computer. I'm like, rewind. Sound up. <laughs> <laughs> Did that happen? I was the same way. It's, as soon as I heard that, I was just like, oh, 10 seconds back. What? 10 seconds back. What? <laughs> what? 10 seconds back. What? <laughs> it, was just like, it was just like this ongoing cycle. It's like, he said the Railhawks. Imagine that. And, and the best part is when he said the Carolina Railhawks as they were. Oh. So, no, no, no mention of what they are now. No, yeah. that's not. But, no, great. You know, because Alan Russell has no connection to that. Right. But definitely. Although, you know, like it, Jonathan said, the Railhawks are dead. Long, Long live the live. real Hawks. Long may they live. We miss you, Swoops. <laughs> Come back, Dad. Come back, Dad. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. We miss our I, real I'm not sure how I feel about Uncle Walter. <laughs> um, I need I need Willie and Uncle Walter to battle it out for Supreme mascot <laughs> <laughs> okay so wait the, the the movie was it was was it stepdads the the will ferrell movie yes. Oh, yeah, is yeah. That, is that what we really want here a competition yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> sir walt versus willie yes versus free willie free willie versus free willie i have money on willie <laughs> yeah i'm definitely going for willie on this one oh, yeah. yeah and then rory keeping the peace on the side <laughs> oh god <laughs> Because we, somebody has to. Somebody has to. <laughs> this went down a dark hole fast. <laughs> yes. so, you know what we'll do? We'll take a break. There we go. All right. So we'll step away. We'll come back and we'll talk about the uh, courage who apparently cannot be stopped. Back in a bit. Tasty Beverage Company is having a tap takeover from Ashboro's own Four Saints Brewery Company this Thursday, July 5th at 5.30 p.m. They'll be tapping a couple of brews from them, but their specialty, Cherry Syrup Sour, will be on tap as well. That's at Tasty Beverage Co. right here in downtown Raleigh. Tell them Six Point Weekend sent you and get a free koozie. That's 5.30 this Thursday. See you there. 
All right, welcome back to episode 19 of Six Point Weekend, and we are still celebrating a six-point weekend. We talked about the first three points from the men. Actually, it was the, the second three because they played in the evening, and the ladies, the Courage, played in the afternoon. And let me tell you, when I was, um, I was away while the match was going on, and all of a sudden my phone just started blowing up, and I was joking around in the um, SNSC Slack saying, hey, is uh is Pop Mob broken because I just keep getting alerts and I looked at Twitter and I'm like oh okay yeah three goals in what five minutes four four, four minutes Ebony. I need you to praise them like they should be it was four minutes oh, I'm sorry three three minutes right three I'm so sorry Courage three it's minutes. been it's been a long time together the hard times and the good right. Oh God! <laughs> Thank you, KP. All right, yes. Ebony, uh, you were there. Tell us about it. it. Um, it was fun. Um, I got to watch three goals up close and personal, and quick succession. Almost got kicked out of my section, um, for standing up and cheering like I did. Um, I got kicked out of supporter section. So I mean, I'm gonna, I might as well get kicked out of every section. Whatever. If the Cards are gonna win, I don't care. Um, if the Courage win three nil, they can kick you. They can kick us out of anything. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, as far right. as I'm concerned, as I'm long as they win 3-0. I'm going to take those three points, put them in my pocket, and walk right out of that stadium so happy. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was like, because the first goal, I didn't really get to see because I didn't think it was a goal. So, like, we were all just sitting there. Dabinia shot it. It was in Ashlyn's hand. And she let it slip right by her. And then she... Rob Green it, and I was like, I don't know. First off, let's give a shout out to Crystal Dunn for setting that up. Oh yeah, with the oh, with, yeah. with the the lob pass that she put in. She just put it in there, and it was in the mixer at that point. And Dabinia and Jess McDonald both basically going for it. Yeah, and Dabinia was the one who managed to uh, basically grab it and just I slam mean, it into the on, into the far post. Yeah. Jess got hers later, like two yes. minutes later. So. Also from Crystal Dunn. Yeah, also from Crystal Dunn. Uh, just an amazing through ball on that second goal. Well, actually, that was the third goal. That was the third goal. That was the, the second th- goal was another rocket from Matthias from outside uh, the yeah, box yeah. to the near post. Yeah. How great is that? It's how, <laughs> it's two weeks in a row. She only shoots from 20 yards out or more. <laughs> rockets only. <laughs> rockets, rockets only. only. <laughs> God, no no snipers, was, rocket only. Rockets it was only. A, like... Like when I tell you they were in quick succession, Ashlyn had no time to make adjustments for any of the goals because after the first goal she was kind of lost. So then we came right back, and then there was Matthias at the at the top corner on the right, shot it near post. So she beat her near post. So now she and here's Ashlyn standing up, looking around like, "Where's my defense?" Because nobody closed her down. And then the third goal. Was just brilliant one time, right over Ashlyn. From Crystal Jess. Dunn finding that finding Jess McDonald with yeah. that through ball. That was beautiful. And Jess just one timed it and boom. And, and the next thing you know, it's three nil, and it's and like this game the whole is stadium, practically done and dusted. Well, the stadium was already quiet, but it got quieter. <laughs> if I had to hear Vamos Orlando for like another twenty minutes, I was gonna. <laughs> no excuses, Ebony. <laughs> no, no excuses. Like no excuses. <laughs> I was done. So I do appreciate because the um, like they got called out, and they said, you know what, fine, we're gonna do something about it. Their price is too high. Slash them in half, and that was problem number one. Because why is Heineken twelve dollars? 
and you're giving me a six ounce cup for Hold six dollars. So Twelve dollars for four. <laughs> like, like I was like, um, even that is too expensive. Yeah. That, that is too expensive. <laughs> I was like, um, excuse me, but it's cool. Like they, they went out, put this whole campaign together in two days to get to get fans out there. Um, and then ticket prices too high. Nope, buy one get one free. But then they had problems with that at the gates, and there were a bunch of people outside that couldn't get in. Apparently. Don't know. I don't they know. They just story. let them in anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not like there wasn't a. You know, it's not like there wasn't an abundance of seats yeah. available. And then uh, what else? Um, don't have it. Uh, don't have any pride gear. Nope. They everything was fifty percent off except for like performance pieces, so like jerseys, but like t-shirts, tank tops, dry fits, all that fifty percent off. No, no matter what. Nothing wrong with that. No, no. no. So the, it was a great campaign in theory, but then it was rainy, thunderstorms, delay for the game because didn't kick off till four. And their event got canceled the night before because of bad weather. Event got canceled the day of because of bad weather. And then there was that whole tickets not going through thing. Um, so what they were hoping was going to be a record crowd turned out to be like they announced 4,000. Was it like something like 4,000? Um, there was not 4,000 people in that stadium. You mentioned the stadium, though, and you talk about the bad weather. Um, what was it like, though? Because they do have canopies, right? Yeah. Doesn't really do much. Um, like, so, like, so, in the wall, like, in theory, it should cover the the supporter section, but it stops, like, halfway. So, if you're standing down below, like, those in, like, those first 10, 15 rows, you're exposed. And then... Like after that, like then after that, the next 10, 15 rows, you're still kind of exposed to some of the elements depending on how the rain is going. Um, and then obviously, you're, if you're up at the top, you're fully covered. Um, so we got rained on quite a, a little bit. Uh, well, not a little bit, quite a bit. <laughs> and, uh, but I mean, when your team's winning, you don't really care. We were sitting, we sat next to the players' bench. So that was really cool. Nice. Did the players notice you? No, uh, I think they, when we scored in quick succession and I yelled like a maniac, a couple of them turned around and was like, what in the world is wrong with that person? (laughs) 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 If anyone's listening, now you know who it was. (laughs) I'm sorry if I startled a couple of you. Like, even like the fans around me were just kind of like, what in the world? Because I mean, who like who wouldn't? Yeah, to be honest, who wouldn't? After that rocket, I kind of just like went nuts, and yeah. they were just kind of like, I mean, everyone around me was just kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> we found the one. <laughs> we found her. It's always that the one. The one in the stadium. <laughs> oh yeah. So, um. So glad that you're able to go for uh, road support. So this is the second time you've been to Orlando, third. So I went for the final last year. Um, then she believes that was really fun. Um, and then I was a courage supporter because um, we made it down Wednesday in time for Pride versus the Dash. Um, so I wore my courage shirt to that game, and then obviously I was there Saturday. So. I mean, Orlando's a lot of fun. It's a beautiful stadium. Uh, 
it's in a really good location too. Um, you come right off the highway and it's like right there. Um, it is a really nice stadium. Yeah, they have a nice standing area. Yeah, on, yeah. on the end behind the goal lines for the crowds. Mm. Yeah, and they have their own supporter entrance and like it's printed on the like it's it's a really nice stadium and I really enjoy going there. It's really beautiful. Hopefully, one day I'll be able to actually make a road trip. Yeah, and actually go there. <laughs> um, so the courage pick up a win again. Surprise! 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 Um, eleven wins, three draws. Um, another match that they played. And uh, they have 36 <laughs> matches, uh, 36 points right now, and they are a minimum of 10 points clear of second place. Seattle has a game in hand. They have 23 points. We're 13 points ahead of them right now. Assuming they win, it goes to 10. But um, we are still very, very far away. And Dave, I think you have uh, some stats to share about what the Courage have done this year. Well, first off, let's mention that their magic number is now 18 points yes. to win the Shield. That is six wins in their last nine. Yes. So that's a really good spot to be in because yeah. they have, the way they're playing right now, they can certainly get six more wins. It's very feasible. Let's talk about um, the goals for a minute here. <laughs> um, we scored three in Orlando. Again. 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 Well, we scored four. Four, four the last first time. time. We oh. scored. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I actually just thought about this. We scored an odd number of goals. Yes, that's weird. <laughs> do you not feel you good know, about this? We don't so, do that very. Should do that we go back to Orlando and score one more? Yes. Yes. One, one, two, or four. I'm so sorry. One, two, or four. <laughs> so sorry. We scored four in Portland and four in Seattle. Here is the interesting stat. As of right now, the Courage in seven home games are averaging one goal a game in those home games. On the road, the Courage are averaging three goals a game. <laughs> Do we actually want a home playoff game? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Will we be better off playing on the road I, and I just destroying whoever we play? Yeah, let's, just, <laughs> let's just play road games. I mean, we already know where the final is going to be. And that It's a road game. So yes, it is. If we make it the final, boom, road game. And considering how well we did in Portland last time. I think we'll be all right. I think we'll be okay. But that is interesting. It, we talked before about, you know, the Courage's struggles to finish sometimes, but... When they get out on the road, they have no struggles to finish at all. It's so it's strange. It is it is strange that they don't score more goals at home. You would think road games would be what's most tiring because it's I mean you're traveling to get to that place, but maybe it's because the home game is in between. So you travel, you win, score a lot of goals in wherever, and then you come home and then play again. That's when you're tired. You rest at home, and then you go on the road, and you're freshly rested aside from the travel. I don't know. Maybe it's reverse luck. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But either way, it, it would be it would be nice to see them score a few more goals at home. Yes. So especially in front of us. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we're, we, we're the ones that love this team so much, and we are the ones who want to see them mm -hmm. win it all this yes. year. And next year, and the year, year after. The year after. And we also like to throw streamers. I like streamers. Oh, man. We enjoy streamers very much. <laughs> um, so, we know where we are, but the rest of the league is battling for spots two through four. and Two through six. Two th well, actually, two through seven. Because yeah, that's two, true. Th two through seven is separated by six points 
I don't know if Houston's going to catch up, though. Houston right they're, now is, but, the, is the team in seventh place. They're on 17 points. They're, they've definitely improved, but I don't know if they'll be able to, you know, climb their way into the mixer with the rest of these the rest of these teams. So, um, our next couple of games, Chicago on the 4th, uh, Washington on the 11th, Sky Blue away at Sky Blue, away at Utah. And then we're back home August 5th against Portland. So, do we last year Chicago had our number? That was a tough one. Now is this year's Utah. How well, do we, we haven't beaten Chicago yet? Right. We we managed to come back and get that draw against them last time, but we we need to be able to get a win against them as well. Right. So how? So let's do an over under. I don't see a loss. So let's say an over under of seven. Seven points. How do you think we fare? In the next three? In the next five. We come back home on August 5th. So you're saying an over-under of... Oh, no, that's too low. That's way too low. That's way too low. That is way too low. <laughs> <laughs> you're giving me seven... You're giving me seven... Over. Over. <laughs> Twelve. You're giving, Twelve. Me, you're giving me seven points. Plus ultra. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Whew. A 12? A 12 is that? No. 12's not too low. You know, a, 11 would be three wins and two draws. 12 would be four wins out of five. Hmm. I'm going to go over. Yeah, I definitely definitely go over. Um, for sure. For sure. I, so, I have to agree. It's looking, really until we get to Portland, it's looking... Portland at home is going to be my deciding game. <laughs> of, of where we go over or under. That's I I would have to agree with that. Although like like you said, we haven't played Utah at home yet or at their place yet. So this that'll be interesting. But I think and keep in mind Utah's got big crowds. Yeah, yeah. Because they they're supporting their team really really well right now. I see four wins in a draw. That's so I'm gonna go over on the twelve. I think my draw is gonna come from Chicago. Okay. Well, since you're talking about it, before we go. Too far ahead because five matches what like a month and a half away from now because no it's August Saturday it's August August fifth yeah. is the Portland game so we have that's it's a month but yeah, it's still it's a like month, it's but it's, it's, packed. it's packed like it yes yeah, we, we have we have two games this week two games next week two games next week and then the fifth no they're the fifth. they're they're off on Saturday oh they play, uh, they play tomorrow then they play next Wednesday this Saturday Wednesday, but then right but then it's back to it. All right, then it's Wednesday, Saturday, okay. Friday. Yeah. And Sunday. then they're off, and then they play the next Sunday. Right. So they get Still like a very tight schedule. That's a tight schedule, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But before we before we get to the end of the month, let's talk about tomorrow. Um, as we're recording, uh, the match will be on the 4th. Yep. There will be fireworks afterward. Yep. Uh, yep. Super exciting. Um, Chicago has scored at least one goal in their last five. <laughs> so... Um, Two one, two one, because they're gonna score a goal. I, I I agree with that. Are we scoring more than one goal at home? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think this will be the one. Two one. I think I'm I'm with Jonathan on this. Two nil. Ooh. Ooh. Still more at home. Actually, they have Sam Kerr. Um. Mm. That's yeah. I feel like 
Two that, one's a little safe. That's that's the reason I'm going two one here. Sam Kerr. I forgot about seems that. Seems to be our uh, one of our bugaboo players. Yeah, she's Kerr a top Kristen scorer. Press. And the fact that Christian Press is at Utah now is a little bit worrying. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, did you see what they did this weekend? Christian Press put in the first one, and then Katie Stingle had like a day, two goals, <laughs> and I was like, since when? Yeah. <laughs> but they're moving on up. Yep. Quite like quick, fast, and in a hurry. So I'm gonna give, yeah, with Sam Kerr, you always gotta give her at least a goal. So gonna do that. Two one. Two one. Sweet. So we're all in agreement. Um, and we'll talk about that match when we come back. Oh, and uh, shout out to the uh, the troll blogger out there who wrote that headline. <laughs> Are the Carolina Courage are bad for women's soccer? <laughs> Which was a totally trollish headline. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was a sen- you go into the article, and they're like, well, you know, not really. Not really. <laughs> Is having a team that's really good to watch bad for the league? <laughs> Some would say so. Only if you don't get them on television enough. Ooh. Hello, ESPN. Hey-o. Let's talk about your fixation on Alex Morgan here for a minute, all right? How is Orlando going to be on TV that much? Is it because they give up as many goals as they score Ooh. most of the time? <laughs> how you not going to have? How you oh, not going to have? Shit. How you not going to have Did the, the best team? <laughs> I, I put my hand. Not going to have the best team in the league <laughs> on ESPN News. I think I left my season. stove on. God damn! I had my hand close to the mic and it's actually fused with it now. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna have to go to a welder. God. Yeah. yeah, we need some some cold water here. <laughs> fire, hot fire. Well, now that Go Ninety is going away, uh, hopefully this means a deal is coming with ESPN, so that maybe now we can finally get on TV. I could live with uh, the NWSL on ESPN Plus. I could all day. I'd even pay an extra couple bucks for it. Oh yeah. Like, I don't like five bucks a month already is crazy good deal because I get my MLS. I get. I get everything I can ever need. You get the USL games so we can USL. see NCFC on the road. You get rugby. You get everything already. You get a lot. Yeah. And, and the, the 30 for season. 30s. Oh, yeah. And you get ACC yes. um, because they're now partnering with ESPN. You get SEC with ESPN. I have to check, but I want to say they yes. are. Yeah, they yeah. are. You get Eagle football, too. Oh, I'm so sorry. And you get Central Pride hey. over here. So <laughs> I'm. I would not mind putting the NWSL on just because ESPN is a household name. ESPN is doing a better job with the World Cup than Fox is. So my hand just fused to my uh <laughs> microphone, so I'm in the same predicament yeah. as uh Jonathan right now. Oh man, we are spitting some hot fire. <laughs> hot fire. Oh man. Um speaking of the World Cup, do we want to get into that while we are here now that we have gotten to the quarterfinals? <laughs> we yes, might as well. But before we get there, um Courage match tomorrow. Yep. Um, they have announced some uh, cool stuff coming up. Um, you can get a throwback Carolina Courage shirt. Next I, have you seen it? It oh, looks it's, it's it looks beautiful. baller. I didn't know if I really wanted to get it or not, but you with do. the amount of it's people beautiful. buzzing around it, I'm like, oh, I gotta get it. Yeah, if if I don't, then I'm going to so be is really it, upset. So one thing I've wondered is, so is it the exact logo? Because the I know the, the I second. know the face is the same as what it is now. So apparently there was 
a second iteration of the logo made, which is the one they're throwing back to. Okay. That's so. cool. I, I think that's awesome seeing that kind of throwback for this team. And I think it's going to only help the attendance and help, help the excitement around the game. Embracing history. Yep. Yeah. So we got that coming up um, Saturday for the Dead Whales. It's Wizard Night, as we talked about. Um, I yep. will be getting my Hufflepuff scarf, which I will not wear that night since we're playing Charleston. And uh, I will yeah. be back on another time. Uh, KP, what would you get? Slytherin, and I got Ravenclaw for my wife. Nice. And Ebony? I didn't get the scarf, but I... They'll be available at halftime for purchase. I know that if, if you pre-ordered the pack, you should have gotten an email a while ago asking you what scarf or scarves you would prefer, and you can pick it up when you pick up your, pick up your ticket. Yeah. And those of you who didn't get one, I remember seeing something about them being available at halftime to purchase. So if you missed out on the deal or you didn't want to pay for two tickets, you should still be able to get a scarf after the fact. And I think there was one other announcement. I think the uh, the Courage are going to play the PSG ladies in the semis of the Champions Cup, right? Yes. yes. Okay, so that's also... also someone's doing a... I think um, the Courage are doing a patriotic scarf tomorrow. Yes, yes. that is so also right. So if you're a scarf collector like me, please go and grab that. And they have a hat. And a hat. And a hat. But it's the dad hat again, and I don't like the dad yeah, hat. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. More new eras. Um, so we've got a couple questions. Wait, hold on. Oh, hold yeah. on. We're, oh, we're going to get there. I'm Who's MC? We're going to get there. Um, I like to take over from him. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, it's, yeah, that does he happen. He forgets a lot of stuff. Okay, I forgot the outro once. <laughs> <laughs> and the intro another time. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, we still have a few other announcements to get to. This do is, we? Um, yeah, we do. Um, June is over. Pride right. is over. <laughs> but um, they uh, did raise a ton of money for playing for Pride. I think Austin reached um, 54 for the month. Uh, they raised over $1,000. Excuse me, $11,000. Close to $12,000. Yeah. Um, they're across at 15 now? Really? Yeah. yeah. So from all of the donations that have come in to Athlete Ally uh, for playing for Pride, that's all come in over the month. And also, um, for those of you that attended matches um, this year and a few road matches as well, you saw the Oak City supporters playing for Pride banner um, in front of the South Stand and also traveling around. It was signed by um, the players that the Courage and the Dead Whales played. Um, that is up for auction right now. Ebony, where can you find it? Oh, you can find it on eBay. And if you... And we've also tweeted the link out from Oaks, from Oak City supporters. Um, some big names have signed that banner, guys. Uh, just to name a few, of course, Austin and all of NCFC. Um, you've got Lynn Williams, Sammy Mewis, Lynn, uh, Crystal Dunn, um, Jess McDonald, Kristen Hamilton from The Courage. Um, you got Ashlyn Harris from The Pride. Um, and of course, all the players that signed from when we went to DC, Robinson signed for us, um, Amber Brooks from the Houston Dash, um, Alana Kennedy, uh, Sofia Huerta from the Dash. Um, sorry, I got a, a lot of those signatures on Wednesday, and I'm having a hard time remembering them all <laughs> because they all just kind of like went down the line and just was like, oh, that's really cool. Right. Uh, and Haley Kottmeyer, uh, Christine Naren. Uh, and and all so of many. this can be yours for the price of your winning bid. So yes, you have your winning bid. <laughs> and um, go ahead and put the uh, put your bid in. Um, you get to keep the the banner, of course. Yes. Of course. And um, all the proceeds will go to um, playing for Pride and Athlete Ally. Um, super cool thing yeah. that uh, that y'all came up with. Really cool. Um, 
so yeah um also if you like what we do you can visit us um uh, patreon.com slash six point weekend go and drop in a donation we're almost close to one of our goals um which is super cool um and so if you like what we do just go ahead and drop a dollar a month um uh, whatever you feel and um we'll be very very grateful okay now <laughs> coupe de monde coupe Road de monde uh, the quarterfinals are over. France is through. I'm very happy. Um, or we're into quarterfinals. Yes. Um, England um, did the impossible. Um, and then we also experienced um, quite a lot of our new favorite word. Um, our new favorite word surrounding the World Cup is shithousery. <laughs> Can you use it in a sentence? Neymar exemplifies shithousery. <laughs> shithousery is comes in many different forms. Um, one of the most notable forms has been finding ways to delay games, uh, argue with referees, uh, and other times it's just physical play and uh, sneaking up, doing s sneaky, horrible Sunday league shenanigans. Uh, and to be able to do those Sunday League shenanigans at this level. For example, Colombia today against England, uh, right after their penalty was awarded, uh, and you will notice that Colombia gave Harry Kane the old Tobin Heath special Oof. in the penalty Ooh. box. And it's like, hey, she didn't get called for it. <laughs> but guess what? Um, no, that, that definitely looked like a hip throw. Like he was, was trying to practice some jujitsu. It's like, yes, this was a penalty and a yellow card. It's like, no, you cannot climb on top of Harry Kane. No. No. So, and in the meantime, Context. as all of the <laughs> Colombian players are arguing with the referee, this warm this, one particular Colombian player decided to go up to the penalty spot and dig his boots into the turf to hack up the grass there as much as possible. This, my friends, is shithousery. Neymar rolling around on the ground like he got hurt. Yeah, shithousery. Shithousery. Marijuana Fellaini coming in late and basically throwing his body around at everybody. <laughs> this is now this is my particular favorite type of shithousery because this is just straight up physical play. I'm going to run all over you and I'm going to get this header and get the equalizer. It's like all of the all of these brilliant Belgian tacticians and creative players are out there losing to Japan 2-0. Bring on the shithousery. Just fuck it. Fuck it. Absolutely. But holy cow, that counter to win the game. Oh, yeah. Oh. Belgium? Oh, boy. So I it was, was in the beautiful. car. So um, we were driving back from Florida. Um, I was in the car. Um, we had Fox Sports on Sirius, and we were watching the game on my phone. Uh, and my phone froze because we went through a bad spot of trees. But on the radio all you hear is just pandemonium so my phone finally unfreezes like 30 seconds later and we get to watch that goal and oh my god lukaku and de bruyne and charlie the the lukaku dummy is the, one of my his whole yes. run like the the thing that makes that whole play so beautiful is just his movement without the ball 
because his movement without the ball draws three defenders to him in the middle so De Bruyne can keep, continue that run down the middle. That dummy uh, distracts enough, distracts the defender enough, and that was just execution to its finest, and I was in love. And we were just, like, in the car, just like, I, I don't, I can't remember, I don't remember what I, like, like, <laughs> We just witnessed greatness. It was a it was a really selfless play by Lukaku as yeah. well. Because he's the type of guy who wants to go in and basically score on every touch that he gets. Yeah. So and you would have expected him to do the same here, but what he did on that counterattack to draw all of the defenders away and open up the game for for Chadley at the end there. It was it was a massive I mean, it was amazing. Japan pissed that game away. Like they yes. they went up two nil and could have went up four nil and they didn't. They missed so many great chances to really put the game away. And you know why they didn't put the game away? Shithousery. Shithousery. <laughs> yes. So the, the Belgium Japan match was one of the one of the few matches in the uh round of sixteen that was actually fun to watch. Um, what do you mean? Oh, that what, what do game? I? What? Okay, that's that was one of the few that was okay. fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Croatia Denmark was not fun. No, Spain Russia was no. not fun. The England match today was not fun. No, no. The England match, the England Colombia match today was fun if you appreciate good shithousery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Team yeah. Chaos. You know what was really fun to watch? Brazil Mexico. Yes, that that was <laughs> so much fun for me. I. I almost cried. It was the greatest game I saw in that two hours. <laughs> because how, how does Firmino not start for Brazil right I, now? I don't know. No. Ryan keeps uh, his his tweet is evergreen of you know what happens when they, when they keep not starting him. Like it's true. He's I mean amazing. He, he stepped on and scored the goal. Yes. yes. Like six minutes later, he scored the the goal to put the game away. Yes. I will say. At least the first bit was very satisfying. I'm all for, you know, I wouldn't say, so this is not a case of underdog versus giant because Uruguay and France are not underdogs. I mean, and they, to to see Messi and Ronaldo go out the same day was absolutely the the best thing ever. Every Fox TV executive's nightmare. They have no narrative. They have, they have, they have no narrative. To do. No narrative. They, have they have no Mexico. No they have Messi, no Messi. No Ronaldo. No Ronaldo. No, no So they had no USA to begin the tournament. Nope. They have now. They have no Messi and Ronaldo in the knockout, and then they lost Mexico that same weekend. Where are they gonna go now? Iceland's gone. You got basically Germany's two, gone. You've got two Premier League All Star teams left in here in England and Belgium. Yeah, and of course the Premier League's been on NBC now for years. Yeah, right. so again, Germany's gone, so you can't promote all those Bundesliga nope. stars. No, nope. so third, you just gotta go with creek. what you got. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> basically, the only narrative left is. It's coming home. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> that's the dumbest. Like, what exactly is coming home? It's like, a song. Like, like, I, yeah, it's he's not a right. very iconic song. He's right. And I also, I had such, I had such content for today, but alas, <laughs> it will wait. It, it will wait. wait. Um, and also, the the narrative that I'm on board with is um, France Belgium happening. That is a narrative that I would really like to happen. And also, KP, you mentioned France. Listen, they have the They're most good. Fun, they have the most fun midfield left in this tournament, and you cannot change my no, mind. Absolutely, 
No, no. I actually, in my original bracket, put them in the final with Germany. Ooh. And considering Germany's out, that would that would put me as putting France as my number one at this point. And I, and I, I actually stand behind that. I felt leading up to it between the Euros, between the Confederations Cup, you know, everything about France, yes, they didn't sh- show me as much depth as Germany had, like, just in terms of player pool, but, man, they're so exciting and so, like, powerful right now. Yeah, they are. and Didier Deschamps, shout out to him, because a lot of people were saying, leading up to this tournament, it's like, he's super inconsistent, and France can be that way, and now it's like, we're seeing what his vision is for this team. I mean, the vision right now is basically killing an Mbappe. Go. Go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you know what? I'm 100% behind that mentality. It's great. Um, But let's talk about the, the first day of knockouts. Uh, not, well, actually, that's not. Um, the second day of knockouts. We were blessed with some of the best goals of the tournament. First yes. of all, um, Edison Cavani. Oh, my God. That one-time curler. <laughs> I will say goal of the competition so far. Right. And then uh, later on, uh, Benjamin Pavel. With the uh, the volley from outside the box, the backspin, upper 90, amazing. I believe it was Lillian Thurum who got on uh, Twitter or talked to someone in the media and said, I could never score a goal like Benjamin Pavard <laughs> just scored. And I'm like, dude, Gene Gray couldn't score a goal like that. Are you <laughs> no, kidding me? No, no. like, like, well, and I got to say, like, it's, and yes, obviously, Cavani stole the show. Amazing goals, all that kind of stuff. But the whole team played so well. I mean, like, you know, little shout out to the Arsenal fam. Like, I know if if you watch transfers, like the whole uh, Lucas Torreira thing. Like, if you look it up on Twitter somewhere, there's a very good gif of him just knocking the fuck out of Cristiano Ronaldo to get the ball. And I'm just like, this is this is I love this sport. <laughs> Uruguay is going to be a tough out. Yeah, the I think Uruguay is really organized at the back. I think this will be. If if France can beat Uruguay, they'll win the cup. But I mean, obviously, because it's knockout. But I'm. But it has to be a convincing win. Like they got to win two nil, three nil. If if they take a battering from Uruguay, they're gonna have a hard time beating Belgium or Brazil. Like for for the people that know me, like they, I've been all in on France. Like okay, 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 good. But like, so follow me here. All right. <laughs> oh God, where's oh, this God. going? France beats Uruguay. Okay. France wins the semi. Mm-hmm. France wins the World Cup the day after Bastille Day. Ooh, that would be. Mm. Ooh. And if they don't, heads will roll. <laughs> heads will roll. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if they don't, then they win a third on Bastille Day. Okay. Okay. Also so an option. Uh, so, so yeah, that's something. I have Belgium versus Sweden in my final bracket with Belgium winning on penalties. But Ooh, Belgium versus Sweden would be the ultimate team chaos. Oh, final. it would be yes. so amazing. I am hashtag team chaos from the very beginning. And I I am loving life. <laughs> so join me, if you will, <laughs> on this magical team chaos ride. Team team, team chaos had uh like chaos would have been England winning. Um, and they did. So I guess that's still chaos it's in a still sense. It's still chaos, um, I think. Or you maybe. can always come join me here at Team Shithousery, <laughs> where we will be relishing in the ugliness of Brazil-Belgium because you know that game is going to be far uglier than you expect it to be. It's going to be the worst game I will ever watch in my life, and I'm going to enjoy every minute of Worse it. Worse than Croatia-Russia, though. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Oh Neymar. We, we do have to watch that. 
But um, what's really crazy is that next week when we come back, we'll be talking about the World Cup semifinals, Oof. which is crazy. And also, here we are in the quarterfinal round, and own goal is still leading the Golden Boot race. Yes, yes it is. It's even funnier because Harry Kane has literally scored at every match. <laughs> yes, he has scored. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> it's it's insane. So, so the... Own goal is going to get the gold boot, right? I really, point. Hope, I really if do. It, if it does, yeah, can they? I mean, well, actually, all offense to Harry Kane. Sorry. <laughs> Come on, you gunners. But that would be just too hysterical. It's like, well, technically, the person with the most goals isn't a person. It's just own goals. But, that, wouldn't, but wouldn't that mean that Harry Kane has 14 goals right now, though? Because yeah. can he just, you know, appeal and claim those eight? <laughs> Jesus, I was I was gonna make uh, you know an election comment about how Russia won, but I'm not gonna go there either. Okay, that was that that match had that the, that was match fixing. Oh, oh yeah, the vid- the video that came out afterwards that someone uh, did subtitles about Vladimir talking about how like De Gea's family's been released and <laughs> all the families of the Spanish national team are released. I'm like. All right, well played. Okay, you know what? You, you bring up De Gea. But this was weird that he had what he... After he finally won the Golden Glove. Yeah. And he had, had a phenomenal no s- season and then... Just he had no chilled. saves, right? None. No saves. That's crazy. There was, there's actually a really good gif. It's like um, <laughs> highlights of his saves of the of the game, of the series it is and it's literally you catch the ball in the warm-up and that's it <laughs> spain insane. it deserved to go out though ultimately i mean they, they were, were bad they were, they were terrible ponderous. but this doesn't go to pks if he correctly goes to var and gets that pk correct like how do you how do you look at that go to var have seven referees in the room saying not a PK. You don't have to look at it. Those were not seven referees. <laughs> that was Putin. <laughs> that was Putin. Putin! So, and, and I will say, so while we're throwing interesting things out there, so I know we're past the group stage, obviously, but when Germany got knocked out, one stat that I saw was interesting is the past four World Cups, the reigning champ has gone out in the group stage. Yep. So Spain lost last time, Germany this time, and the previous two were the same. It, yeah, just out. Italy. Italy. Italy yeah. won, was? and then they went out. In the yeah, stage. it just it's it's stacked against two things. Were, and another thing that was stacked against Germany was, and they showed it before the Mexico game is Mexico has not lost an opener World Cup game since '94. Right. So it was like everything against. But they haven't won the, <laughs> past the uh, yeah, round of five. sixteen. Yeah. So if we're going, so I'm gonna go team partial chaos for my final. So I'm gonna keep the faith with Sweden. I think we're going to pull through England. I think England's going to be tired after playing Colombia like they did. You know, Sweden played very messy against Switzerland, but, you know, they're, they've constantly defied the odds. I mean, they were in the group with Mexico and Germany, and they ended up on top. Yeah. Like, it was amazing, and I'm going to keep the faith, but I'm going to say if they make it to the final, they'll have to face, I'm going to say France. And I, I, I would see France taking it absolutely um, regardless of, who they come up against, but I think France Sweden would be my ideal final. My full chaos would be um, Croatia Uruguay. I think that would be that a fun be, final. Yeah, that'd be real crazy. I mean, do you allow uh, Luka Modric to take another penalty? 
Cause I mean, he made the second one. <laughs> yeah. But he could. But you wouldn't have had to go to the second one if he made the first one. I can't believe he saved it and held it. That yeah. was the craziest part. Yeah. Oh man, the, I mean that Schmeichel's save was. But whew. that also should have been re-kicked because he was like he was off the line. That was <laughs> he far off the he line. was at Luca Modric by the time Luca Modric kicked it. I so, do have um, one more stat to share before we um, move on. It's talked about Firmino, minutes per goal because that's in the pot map. Thirty-seven minutes per goal for Firmino. Who? He's played thirty-eight. Thirty-seven minutes per goal. <laughs> thirty-seven minutes per goal. Just crazy. But anyway, um, the one sad thing about the World Cup is that you do have losers. And with that, you have people who play their final international match. Um, Keisuke Honda is retiring internationally. Um, Probably at this point. Yeah, Iniesta. And probably at this point, you have to assume that Messi and Ronaldo probably end their careers without a World Cup. Mm. Which is really sad to think about. Because I think fitness-wise and... uh, Cristiano could potentially play one more if he really wanted to, but I think Messi's definitely done. I mean, the fact that he's already left once, came back, yeah. this is this is it, man. I think if Ronaldo comes back, he would end up being as Abby Wambach was in 2015. Mm. He would be the guy who sort of comes off the bench to try and get that. He'd be an impact player. Try and be that impact player. Are we calling him a super sub? No, that's Giroud. Oh. I still love you. <laughs> All right, so we'll be back next week to talk about the uh, the World Cup semis. Um, Ebony, you said we have questions this week. We did have a couple 6PW questions, always from Justin. Hashtag Ask6PW. Yes, thank you. Hashtag Justin. <laughs> Hashtag Justin. Two from Justin, one from Zach. Um, Justin asks, um, do you think that the addition of Heyo improves the chances of the Courage winning the ICC. Hey, okay. I take responsibility for this. We got this far without talking about that. How? I don't Let's go let's talk about that. That's a re- that's a really cool thing that's happening. <laughs> yes. <right now. laughs> best for last? Best yeah, best for last. Um yeah, Heather Ann signed for uh for the Courage. Yeah. Um oh. big addition. Yep. Really big. Big addition. But continue with the question. That was the question. Do you think the addition of Heyo improves the chances of the Courage winning the SEC? Because the our international players go on international duty for the Tournament of Nations. Does that include McCall? Ooh, McCall her up. McCall, she was McCalled up once. Jill Ellis liked what she saw. She's still playing lights out in the league right now. Does she get another call up, go so to the Tournament of Nations? So does that mean we're going to have players called up to the national team during that weekend Correct. when the rest of the team is playing? In- Correct. Ooh. Okay, I did so not know you, that. So you, we could be missing Abby if she's fit, because right Abby now Dahl she's temper. hurt. Yeah, she's hurt because right now she's questionable for tomorrow. We had a lot of players questionable for tomorrow: Sam, Dahl Kemper, Hinkle, and Roland, all questionable for tomorrow. So, really fun times against Chicago. Does that mean we will get to see Sabrina D'Angelo back in goal again? I think so. I think that's what that means because um, on Saturday it looked like she was getting ready to go in anyway. Um, against the Pride. So, I don't know when she got. I don't know when Roland got hurt. Um, but it looked like they were preparing D'Angelo to go in in case she did go down for the count on Saturday. So it sounds like D'Angelo is a ready to play again, and it sounds like she will be playing tomorrow. Hmm. Um, knock on wood. Knock on wood. But also, um, yeah. So that would mean we'd be missing. Doll Camper, if fit, 
Um, We'd probably be missing Crystal Dunn. Crystal Dunn, Lynn Williams, um, Mewis if fit. Um, Matthias had a look. I don't know where she is on Jill, Ades- Jill Ellis' radar. Um, McCall, again, she sounds like she's on the radar right now too. That's a lot of... That's that's a lot of players to so go we missing. We really won't be able to put out our best eleven against PSG, then, will we? Right, but if all of our players are injured and they're like going to use those games as tune-ups, then we could keep we could potentially keep our whole squad. I don't. Again, I don't know. I think that would have a pretty big impact. Does Hayo does Hayo slide in there as forward slash midfielder to help a young team get past? Some really big international players. I don't see why not. I to think, help us win. I think that I think that would be a perfect spot for her to go in and and uh, show what you know what she's capable of doing. And we know she's capable of doing a lot. Hopefully, we, we'll we see do. some more tracer bullets out there. Yes. Oh. Yeah, my answer is yes. I mean, just for the fact that she provides depth and experience, um, just for the her, the ability to be able to put her out onto the field on this team is just already great. We've already seen what this team can do with the players away on international duty, I really do think she'll be a really good addition. Oh, you Francie, huh? Um, oh, oh, oh. Ooh. Oh, I'm excited for her to see what she can do. I'd love to see, you know, Darian Jenkins get a start here as well. You know, I think because, she... Because she hasn't really had an opportunity to play 90 minutes. Right. So she's only come in off the bench. At most, she's come in at the hour mark. So... Giving her an opportunity to show you know what she can do, especially against you know high end international squads, I think that would be fantastic. And the second part of his question is, what is something that is really popular now, but in five years everyone will look back on and be embarrassed by? And I was thinking about this question for a little bit. Titanic music, Chuck. <laughs> Bless you. No, that song is gonna live forever. <laughs> you and I both know that. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that's, what's going to be out of style in five that's years? That's kind of hard to gauge because we're always like, "Oh man, this thing is going to be great. It's going to last forever." And then we look back on it and we're like, "Why?" Drake. Drake. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to stick to the hot take. Yeah, uh, Scorpion. Scorpion. What? Five years from now? <laughs> Especially the second side. Why did Drake spend his son's birthday playing Fortnite with Ninja? Why did Drake put out a? <laughs> Album this long in 2018. <laughs> Why is there two not, sides to this album? He's not a prog rock band. He's you know he's not putting out a greatest hits. It's just like all right, I'm gonna put out 25 songs. All right, cool. <laughs> no, I, it's a I, side B. It's so a side B. It's, it's like it's I, a B side album. I, I appreciate the work ethic of being able to put that much music, but holy shit, dude! Like you're you're not like this isn't Pink Floyd, man. <laughs> <laughs> you're on the radio. <laughs> I'm kind of frozen on this one. <laughs> <laughs> we hit him with the Drake, I, and it's I'm just not, been. Yeah, I, I may just. I I think I'll just leave that take sitting right there. And <laughs> let y'all move on to the next. You question. know what? I, th- I I know what will be um, out of fashion in five years is the U.S. not being in the World Cup. Ooh, bingo! There you go. Facts. Facts, facts only. Facts KP, only. Facts only. <laughs> okay, and then we have another question from Zach. Our TIFO extraordinaire man in charge. Um, does Hayo play tomorrow? And if so, how long does Hayo play tomorrow? If Hayo plays tomorrow, I think she will be in the 18. I think she would come off the bench to a nice big ovation. Yes. Yes. When? Probably, I would say 
sometime between the 60th and 70th minute. I was giving it a little later. You think so? I'd yeah. say 70. I was going 75th. stronger for me. I, it might depend on how well the team is doing against yeah. Chicago at that point. Like if know? we're if we're at a comfortable two nil and we, and a, like recently two nil, like not like we scored two at the beginning of the game. We've just been sitting back. I think we scored two closer to the end of the game. Then I could see her coming on. And it's like all right, we're good, but we might as well flex a little bit. I think it also depends on what the starting lineup is. Mm-hmm. If it's the same starting lineup that we saw in Orlando or something very similar to it, then we could have a situation where either Lynn or Jess uh, goes out after 60 or 70 and mm-hmm. Crystal Dunn gets pushed up top and Heather O'Reilly moves out Heather O'Reilly moves out to mm-hmm. that uh, that right wing. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Um I was thinking like somewhere like sixty to seventy, like you said. Um, maybe at the latest seventy-five. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't there. say like last minute, but yeah. I think we I think we can get probably at least ten minutes. Yeah. Out of her. Yeah, for sure. More, I would say more than that. I would say we could get you know at least thirty minutes. Hmm. And I think she could play very well. You know. Just, oh yeah. Just for her first game back, you know, for that length of time, I think that would be a great way to, you know. You know, ease your way back into the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, Hale does come back. To, I think Hale does play tomorrow. Like I said, in like the seventy-fifth minute, um, she could probably, uh, like you said, she could definitely go longer. I, I know with like her trade, she probably had a di- couple different rules. I was talking with about this with a couple of friends. She probably had rule about um, not being able to train with the the first team. So hopefully, she was training with the youth teams. A little bit, just getting in there and kicking the ball around, getting a little match fit. Yeah, hopefully. That's that's um, interesting. Is it? Is what what would constitute that? Like during the trade, for her not be able to train. With I don't know. Team? Like I don't know because her rights were with Utah, so mm, I don't know if she okay. would would have been able to. Until it was official. official. Yeah, I don't know. Like, cause she's been here a while. Like she stopped playing at Arsenal over the summer, and she's right. been in North Carolina for that since that time. She's been on the capo stand with us. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't know if she was able to train. Like per league rules, was she able to train with the team? That's, I don't. It, it, know. it may have been private training. Yeah, and, and and I mean, there's also a chance that she may have had some Utah training, but I I doubt it. Yeah. I don't think she was flying across the country for that, so I'm hoping she got reps in with the youth got with the youth one mm-hmm. with the youth team, and was able to stay fit, so that she could get hopefully 20 minutes. And mm-hmm. as we need her down the road for when players go away or when players get injured, and she can get and for the playoffs and for the playoffs, yes, um, she can go 30 minutes or more. Those are our, those are our questions. Oh, that's the last one. Yeah, that's I'm sorry. we need more. Hashtag Ask Six PW. Send us your questions. Yeah, we like talking, guys. We do. We um, okay, but I do have one more question while we uh, wrap this up. Sure. All right. Um, fourth of July, which is tomorrow, as yes. we record. Um, if you're listening to this on the fourth, I hope that you're having fun. Uh, please be safe. Um, ten fingers, ten toes, if that's what you already have. Um, if however many digits you currently have, <laughs> please walk away the ne- into the next day with the same number same of digits. Number, what same if number, I lost please. half a finger? Does that count? 
No, it 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 does count. That means you failed. Oh. It means you failed. We we practice firework safety. We believe in firework safety here at Six Point Week. <laughs> well, especially in North Carolina, because all we have is things that emit shower sparks. But if you're not into that, be a little safer. Those are still cool. They're, Those wa- are still they're, they're, they're watching still cool. at the border, guys. They're watching at the border. Yeah, right. Don't so, go right when you cross the North. They're North Carolina, South, South Carolina, Carolina border. border. Yes. Um, Is Pedro watching us all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you should have seen the line into South for the border. Oh, it's quite scary. Yeah, it is. Like people still actually willingly go to that place. <laughs> You're and, always a wiener at Pedro's. Oh, oh my God, I oh, love that sausage place. <laughs> I love that billboard. Yes. And when we were on our way back, and and the person I was riding with, shout out to Katie for driving for the week us also um she was like i have to get a picture of this billboard and i was like three times that i've been down to orlando and back and i've never paid attention to that billboard and she told me what it said and i was like what which which one was it the <laughs> you're always a wiener yeah, you never <laughs> saw out. such a place yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's the one where it's something along the lines of keep screaming kids your parents are almost there <laughs> <laughs> Have have any of y'all actually been? To yes, I was very young. I very went. Young. <laughs> it, it it is a it is a what's the word I'm even wasteland shithousery of a place. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's the land it of shithousery. It is the ultimate tourist trap shithouse, <laughs> full of shithousery. Yes, uh, Rocket City, uh, Rocket City too. <laughs> it was. It's literally the worst. Best place you could ever go. I've been to the top of the sombrero once. And I didn't get to do that because it was nighttime. Yeah, so I went. Um, I was actually coming home from school. It was actually um, it was a surprise visit. I thought I was just getting picked up to go hang out with some cousins over the weekend for Labor Day. And I was like, oh, yeah, surprise. We're going to south of the border. Oh, hey, <laughs> look, your parents are here. You're going to go home. I'm like, sweet. I'm going home. And I was really excited to do that. And I went to the top of the sombrero. It was really great. Um, yeah. Go some bro, go some bro. Um, but I did want to ask. Um, favorite Fourth of July memories. Um, for me, I always really enjoyed. Um, back at home in Illinois, where I grew up, um, Peoria had one of the largest um fireworks displays in the state. Um, because Peoria is on a river, and across the river is East Peoria because they're good at geography, and um, the two cities would um pool their money together and would put on a show on the river from barges. Um, and it was always like a good, solid 30-plus-minute show set to music. Um, I just really always enjoyed just hanging out real hot, set out a blanket, chill on the riverfront, and um, watch. Um, yeah. Um, although I might say favorite specific 4th of July memory, um, watching the Cubs win on the 4th, Two years ago in Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's my number one. Wow. Mine is actually also related to Chicago baseball. Uh, it was back in 1999. I went up to see a bunch of old college buddies uh, who were living in Chicago, and we went to a White Sox game. Um, there was eight of us at the White Sox game. The announced attendance was I kid you not forty thousand and eight. <laughs> So it was literally forty, exactly forty thousand people, and, and then us. you guys. <laughs> and on the way back from the, uh, on the way back from the stadium, um, we were driving 
just all the way through Chicago and every neighborhood was having their own fireworks show. So it was like driving home in a Barry Levinson movie, just fireworks going off all the way down the road. And uh, Dave, I do want to point out that fireworks are illegal in the state of Illinois, by the way. So <laughs> there's that. Just just for context, for those of you listening. I'm sure they all had the proper permits, <laughs> he said, rolling his eyes. Uh, I mean, we don't really do much. We just, it's just a family, family affair. We, we all go to Grammy's house, cook on the grill. We buy a pool for the little kids and squirt guns and go ballistic in the backyard. Um, just have a good fun time. We buy sparklers for the little kids because we have a couple younger kids now <clears throat> in the family. And we turn up the radio and just have fun. And and throw shade at Drake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part. What do you mean? Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't say I have anything, like, super defining, but I've had a couple, um, like, set places that I've been that I enjoyed um when i was in um high school every summer i did the same um music camp up at appalachian state canon music camp absolutely loved it You're, you spent well it's changed now but when i was there you stayed for a month in a dorm um near the music building and every july 4th there's always fireworks so you got to see it from pretty high up and then also um i've gone to a lot of fireworks at the durham bolts games um and notably um, I would say maybe three years ago, I was we were in outfield seats and it was really really hot that day. I mean, like it was just miserably hot, but was with some friends and their family and it was a lot of fun. And we that's close to where they shoot off the fireworks, Ooh. so it was it was fun because it was close enough you could feel it the whole time because they don't shoot like super high. I mean, obviously like regulation height, so you're not like getting hit, but it was just so cool to be able to just tilt back. A little bit, and then all of a sudden, just boom, 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 just it was. They always do a good job of the fireworks, um, except I think last, not last year. It was either last year or the year before. My wife and I went, and it was about to rain, and I don't know if it ended up raining or not on the fireworks because the clouds were rolling in, and they just kept, you know, well before we get to the fireworks, let's do this. And I'm sure they were doing some safety check, but I'm like, man, like I literally can see clouds the size of this state coming towards the stadium like you need to let those go like let something off before you get rained out but but yeah i i just love fireworks grilling out all that kind of stuff and i'm sure someday i'll have some crazy story for fourth of july i actually do have a crazy story now i think about it um it was my first ncfc fourth um what was it so it was three years ago the railhawks had a match on the fourth of july um because that came out in my Captain America uh, Under Armour shirt, as usual. Um, I will break that out tomorrow. And um, it was a day that I already started just, you know, my family was growing out, so I went to go have fun with them, hang out with them, had some food there, got to the Oak City tailgate, and I'm like, oh, well, match is going to start soon, so I need, a, I need a hurry up. So I had a double burger, um, two burgers on one bun, and um, a beer. And we go in, and I had another beer at halftime, and I had a um, an Italian sausage as well. And then 
after the match was over, um, because it was an afternoon match, uh, they didn't do the evening match. It was an afternoon match, so people were free, you know, to go do what they wanted to wanted to do with the evening. People were like, "Hey, you know what? Let's go downtown for the fireworks." It's the one and only time that I've been downtown for the fireworks because it was a nightmare getting back out. Um, so we came down here and said, "Oh yeah, uh, let's go to Chuck's." So we ordered to go from Chuck's. We picked up food. I got the last word. Uh, the one with the the spinach and the hazelnuts and the the vinegar. It was great, and I had a rum and coke to go with that. Um, I've had a very much food at this point. <laughs> we are going, going to the fireworks, and on Fayetteville Street, I turn to my right and look up the block. There's the Lee's kitchen truck. I'm like, I need to go get cocoa bread. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so I went, and I got some cocoa bread. I did not sleep that night. It was a lot of turning and tossing in the bed, trying to find the sweet spot so I could go to sleep. I ate so much, and there were lessons that were learned. But it was a great fourth, and I've learned to never eat that much again in a oh. single day. Wasn't it, was it last year on the 4th of July where we had a match, um, and there was a rain delay before that match, and someone... At OCS, pulled out a big old bottle of whiskey and uh, <laughs> and a bunch of us and a bunch of us uh, basically who had already had a few beers decided that for whatever reason it might be a good idea to have the whiskey and I was one of those people like a fucking rookie <sighs> drinking whiskey after the beer and yeah I did not last long on the capo stand that yeah day. I remember that game. I forgot whiskey gate <laughs> oh boy so wait um oh boy was this last year yeah it was yeah, last, it was last year because yeah. it was it was a torrential downpour that's right um this is a, a podcast question. I, let's let's go back to it next week. We need to we need to rank liquor tailgates. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. God. No, because you know what? I had because a liquor tailgate, a few, I think. and that was not a good ending for me. And I I had I had my own in which you tried to kill me. I didn't last try. year. It was double shots. You had a whole bottle. Let it go. Ebony gave me a total of five shots within a half an hour. Do not trust her. <laughs> That's not Do true. Do not trust her. Actually, but. I lied. My best memory was World Cup 2015. We were in Canada doing Party in the USA, Living on a Prayer. We did every cliche American song in Canada on July 4th for the night before party, before the USA played Japan for the final. And that night is a little hazy. <laughs> I, re I remember some country being saying at the top of our lungs and some poutine afterwards <laughs> yeah you know like not a burger poutine like well poutine. you know when in rome when in rome or when in canada at this point <laughs> so i have other alcohol memories i will save them for next week yeah so if if you did make it this far thank you um <laughs> yeah hashtag um, ask 6PW, um, hashtag liquor tailgate, or how do, how do we want to use this? Hashtag, hashtag whalegate memories. Yeah. Hashtag whalegate memories. Come back to us. We want to talk about this. Um, yep. because, oh boy, do we have fun tailgating. But, um, you know what? 
we're going to go tailgate and have a whole bunch of fun tomorrow. Absolutely. And I can't wait. I'm so excited. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening to this week's um, episode of Six Point Week. And we'll be back next week, um, hopefully celebrating a six point um, fourth at the very least. Um, hopefully a nine point week. Uh, so women don't play Saturday, but the men do. Um, back at home for Wizard Night against Charleston. Um, before we go, Ebony, you have words to say. I do. We're brought to you by Tasty Beverage Company. That's tastybeverageco.com. Two locations, one right here in downtown Raleigh. Walk in, tell them Six Point Weekend sent you. Get a free koozie. They look pretty baller, if I do say myself. We're also part of the Beautiful Game Network, .bg, bgn.fm on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, and we're also friends of the pod on Soccer and Sweet Tea. Hashtag SNST fam. Thank you. Uh, we're also on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Six Point Weekend. Every donation helps. We're very close to our first goal of interviewing a NCFC player and NC Courage player right here at London Bridge Pub. Live. 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 So you get to be here live. It's going to be awesome. Um, We're also planning a special uh, promotion and relegation discussion uh, for uh, the Patreon subscribers. Yep. So you're going to learn a lot more about promotion and relegation during that discussion than you might have otherwise. Mm -hmm. So one other reason to consider donating to Patreon. Yes. And Oak City Classic. To our Patreon. Yeah, to our Patreon. (laughs) Oak City Classic is still active. Um, It's still up. Feel free to sign up online at Oak City OCDsupporters.com. There we go. Yep. Slash classic. Slash classic. Um, and by the way, just an update, playing for Pride, although the month has ended, has raised over $20,000 as of an update at 820 from Austin himself. So that was such a fun movement. I'm so happy we do it every year now, even if it's just for the month of June. Look at what June did. We raised $20,000 in one month. Lego. So we're doing big things out here, fam. Yeah. Big things popping. And hopefully we'll be back talking about a few more wins for the whales and for the courage. I need fireworks on the field and off this week. Yes. Yes. And streamers. And streamers. 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 I want streamers. (laughs) All right. We'll we'll see you all next week. Peace. Later. Hashtag team shithousery. (laughs) 